I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guests are Lindsay and Palmer. They run the Flotation Center in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Let's talk about it. And you're not here yourself? You're good? It's a wee bit Um, So, I feel really great today. So do I. So do I. And why do we feel great? Because we had a threesome <laughs> float session. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you for finishing that sentence. We've yeah, got to all... clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> we all went floating last night. We did. We went for so. Okay. Well, first off, we should probably say uh, what a float is. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Brian and Taylor and I were invited to go have a float session at the flotation center in Halifax. And joining us this evening is the owner. Is it co? Are you guys co-owners? No, the- I have no. Re- I have no. Uh- tie to that other than she pays me okay owner uh, and yeah. employee yeah. of the flotation center why don't you guys introduce yourselves uh i'm palmer i'm Lindsay. and Lindsay, you started the flotation center yeah yeah we opened up in may 2015 sweet and palmer you're uh you're just rocking it out there yeah i'm just like general hanging out yeah cleaning <laughs> the float pro breeding. yeah like if you feel like it not that it, it's not like necessarily in your job but you just do it because you like it pretty much yeah so roll like, the dice yeah. <laughs> it depends on what day it is it's <laughs> what palmer you get uh well before we get too far into it why don't you uh guys explain to us what floating is or what the what the flotation center offers uh so floating's been around since like the 1950s it was started by this, um, I guess he was like a neuroscientist, psychonaut. He's a doctor, psychologist. His name was uh, Dr. John C. Lilly, and he wanted to do some exploration of what would happen to your brain and your body um, if your senses weren't being stimulated. And so that's how he started with floating. Uh, but now things have changed a little bit more in terms of just a much more controlled environment. His was done in this like huge vat and he was wearing this like scuba like uh I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like apparatus. Apparatus, yeah. yeah. And so now what what floating is, it's um, <coughs> 900 pounds of uh Epsom salts dissolved in about a ton of water and there's no sights, sounds and smells and the temperature of the water is the same as your skin surface. So after a while you don't feel anything anymore. And after about 30 minutes, suddenly like your senses aren't being stimulated. So your brain activity shifts and it puts you into that meditative state, um, which takes sometimes like pro meditators, you know, years to achieve, 
but mm. with floating it can happen your first time yeah professional meditators like the guys who tour on circuit uh, <laughs> yeah there's, there's yeah, that exactly. one guy he's like there's, there's a couple teams that compete against one another exactly it's like follow, nitro circus sort yeah. of thing yeah. I follow him on ESPN the Ocho <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah it it's funny because you were kind of you kind of said it last night Taylor that it it almost is like like the it, it almost forces or you, you almost get vaulted into that state of of like deeper meditation like right off the bat you know it's like a, it's kind of a um it's like it's an accelerated process that it, it for sure is like this accelerated process or it can be um and yeah it's super interesting like I, i've i've floated this so last night when we had our little uh threesome um uh we weren't all in the same tank, though. I feel like we should clear that up. It would yeah, have been so good, cool if we were. Idea. It would have been, yeah. They are individual tanks. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> we, that, that was my fifth float, I think. Fourth or fifth yeah, float. Yeah, it's around that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was... Uh, I'm sure we'll get into this a little later, but it was the most unique float I've ever had. And what's really interesting that I've noticed is that every single time is completely different. Um, but every single time there has been this ability to like tap into like a really deep sense of, if not just simply relaxation, um, also that like meditative state, which mm -hmm. is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, like, <coughs> like right off the top is I know that some people are listening and you guys probably hear this all the time, like have a lot of objections of, of, um, a, a lot of, a lot of like concerns about getting into a tank. Number one, like the big thing is, is claustrophobia. Mm -hmm. um, and you guys probably hear that a ton. Like, I don't want to float because I don't, I, I'm, I, I can't go in a tank because it's dark and it's going to feel like I'm in a And the door locks cave. and I can't get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that, but that's by nature of design, right? Totally. Like, and the handcuffs that <laughs> yeah. you yeah, usually put yeah. on, like that's, yeah, that's exactly. meant to be. That's just at the flotation center in Halifax. <laughs> but, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and one of the other things, actually, my roommate said to me today, She's like, I don't know if I would like it because I don't like, uh, like I'm really sensitive to cold water, and to cold uh, water, and and I was like, well, it's it's like the same temperature. As, well, it's by no means it, cold. It's actually no, quite warm because the yeah. surface of your skin is quite warm. It, well, yeah, exactly. Like, the way I put that into perspective for most people that say, well, is the water warm enough? Your average hot tub runs at a hundred degrees Fahrenheit each day. I check the water. We're sitting between ninety four and ninety six degrees. So. Mm. It's very close. It yeah. feels like you're inside of a womb. womb. Thank you yeah. for not saying vagina because that would have <laughs> been weird. <laughs> um, it does feel like you're inside the womb. But it's then, like, but then, like that goes like that. The and then when you the people who are worried about being claustrophobic are right now like, I don't want to feel like I'm inside a womb because well, that's tight. No, you got choice. You have your choice yeah. to get out. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's very spacious. Yeah. I feel like the, the, the and it, like that is one of the things that I feel like I come that <laughs> people uh, bring up the most whenever I talk about like floating and you know oh you know I feel like I don't want to be in a confined space. But I find that when I mean there's no light, right? And I find that in that in for me, it feels much more like infinite space. Totally, than, than I agree. Totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I I couldn't agree more. And like and and also I think that people don't quite understand how much room there is actually oh, yeah. in the tank. Like I can lay with my entire body stretched out, my arms above my head, 
like stretching my fingertips as, as far as I can, and I just barely touch end yeah. to end. Yeah. yeah, and and I'm six foot eight, so <laughs> like, right. Brian's yeah. just feeding mm. false information. <laughs> mm. I, uh, meant, I meant five foot eight. I'm <laughs> curious to know how often, um, how often people come out and and exclaim that they have met the the demogorgon. Um, <laughs> and uh, if anybody has never come back from the tank, from the upside. we have a 100% success rate. Everyone has always come back from their floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no stress. That is good. It's going to be bad for business if it ever goes to 99. Yeah, exactly. I remember when I was watching. Stranger... I'm in control. I'm in control of the reports. Yeah. It's fine. 100%. I, I remember Days watching Stran- Stranger Things, and when that episode happened, they're like, let's create a flotation tank. And then they put her in it, and then and then she sees the Demogorgon. I immediately was like, ooh, this is going to be bad business for the flotation <laughs> center. But we used it as marketing. Yeah, we, we oh, jumped yeah? on yeah. that, and we rode that Demogorgon all the way to the back. Uh, that's really funny. I bet there's more people that want to meet the Demogorgon, though, than people that don't. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It, it eats your face off. <laughs> Kind of. You would go to the Upside Down, Jerry. Uh, I would kid. go to the Upside Guys, Down. Guys, I'm so sorry. I haven't watched all of Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. dude. I've Spoiler. Only, I watched the yeah, first two episodes. Sorry. <laughs> There's a lot of egos. That's all you need to know. Yeah. I, know the, I know the ego thing. Yeah. Yeah. I have a craving. I saw the ego thing. I saw the, I saw the, I saw the girl with glasses get, get totally Burp. murked. Yeah, I saw Burp. Barb get murked. <laughs> by the Demogorgon. <laughs> yeah, that was hardcore. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Where's Barb? <laughs> Everybody was too busy making out to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Barb got fucked up. I love how disappointed she was in her friend for like She's wanting like, to make out with a guy. What a cock block. I, I mean, know. honestly, it's like, Barb... <laughs> You kind of what are you guys it. are in high school and she's like, you're supposed to be hanging out with a mayor. <laughs> they were way more concerned about the uh, the little boy <laughs> in the Upside Down than they were Barb. Barb was like pretty much an afterthought. I know, yeah. and I really like felt like somebody should have been postering. There should have been more of an effort <laughs> to recover her. Yeah, yeah. They just completely forgot about her. Yeah. Right that, high, that high school had no bake sales for Barb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that town There was is, no vigil. There was no vigil. That town's a little bit silly. Yeah. Uh, so I, I want to know why. Why? Like, why did you decide to start the Flotation Center? Uh, Tell us about a bit about your background, because you're uh, an engineer, right? Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, so fucking cool. Uh, no, not really. Actually, <laughs> I just <laughs> fucking could, nerd. I could just work really hard, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah. So my background is actually like chemical environmental engineering, and I studied at SMU, and then I went to UBC, and I lived out there and studied there. And then when I finished up, I realized that. I didn't really want to be an engineer because I thought it was going to have more of a positive impact on um, on people and our lives. And I thought going into environmental engineering was going to like save the world. Um, and so what happened was uh, about three years ago, I moved back to Nova Scotia um, for a job that fell through, an engineering job. And then I had suddenly no job. And I was able to get on EI and I spent a lot of time like thinking to myself, like, what do I want to do? What is my purpose? How can I serve? Like I spent most of my meditation time, like was, what is my Dharma? And like the previous two years were pretty hellish. Like I was divorced. My best friend passed away. My favorite uncle, my favorite aunt, one of my cousins, one of my best friend's parents. There was just like 
death and there was just one thing after another my best friend passing away was a huge one because we were meant to drive across the country together um and suddenly i was like well now i'm fucked i don't have a driving buddy my parents aren't gonna let me do this anyway but the one thing that really kept me sane through all of that was meditation and so when i was back in halifax um I went looking for a place to float. It didn't exist. And that was like kind of the first light bulb. And then... Um, what type of like... Yeah. Uh, like what what were you doing for meditation before that? Were you just kind of like like spending your own time? Or or were you practicing yoga? or? No, it's interesting because I, I don't have much of a connection to yoga. And I want to. I really, really want to. My mom's a yoga teacher, and I just don't have that. So it was mostly just silent meditation or guided meditation. And there was this really amazing man. His name is David G. And he was used to be connected to like the Chopra Institute and Chopra University. I'm familiar with David G. Oh, man. He's got a voice like butter. Yeah, and I <laughs> loved him. And he, you know, I, even when I was going through my divorce, it was I was super depressed, like, and I, that's when my anxiety started kind of happening and stuff. And I wrote to him just saying, like, thank you for these, like, weekly guided meditations and because you're saving my life. Like, meditate. I'm, you know, not exaggerating when I say, like, meditation did save my life because I don't know how else I would have been able to to go through all of that. And so... Um, anyway, what, what do you mean by that? Do you mean like it? Do you mean that it was it was an escape, or it was a substitute, or you 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 finished meditation, you you came out of it with something more? Like what what was it about meditation that that changed your life, or that saved you in that moment? Um, I was suicidal. Like I would have, I you know, my parents wouldn't like to hear that, but it's true. I. I was depressed, um, and meditation was the one thing that really connected me to myself. It helped me uh, control being re- reactive, um, and it gave me more of this. Um, I just got to know myself a lot better, and and starting that that long and slow process of emotional detachment in a positive way like without having that knee-jerk like emotional response to things so Mm -hmm. meditation helped a lot with that and still does it's always like a work in process but uh yeah it was that one thing that i really clung on to and Mm -hmm. just had a profound impact on my life and so that and so that the did 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 the idea for floating or the want to go somewhere and experience that like had you had that had you had that experience like in Vancouver or something or and then and then wanted to to get that experience here but it couldn't but it wasn't available exactly yeah um so there was one day I was just laying on my bed and I thought man I would really enjoy floating um and I thought oh there's got to be a place in Halifax and there wasn't the closest to Montreal and that was like just a major aha moment Mm-hmm. And the first and only time that I had floated before was actually in Vancouver. And that's when I got this. I was floating and we can talk about claustrophobia later, but I was like friggin' shit in my pants, terrified, <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden once I was able to relax, I had that kind of like go back to Nova Scotia thing. And that's when I decided in Vancouver while floating to move back to Nova Scotia. So it kind of come oh, full cool. circle. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There's this amazing, um, like, so when <clears throat> actually and, and this is what i would touched on when you said you were talking to ryan he said i mentioned the flotation center what i was touching on is 
and you kind of touched on it as well when you, when you just said that it, it made you less reactive. And so like med- meditation practice being, uh, being an, maybe, uh, maybe a direct or an indirect uh, way to practice mindfulness and mindfulness being the buffer between a thought and an action and not having those two things come directly after each other, but having like a time for it to sit and to ruminate and to, to take the proper action. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> the, the, in, in the Hindu tradition anyway, the a big part of a big part of what yoga practice is and, and in terms of like if you're if you're not looking at yoga practice like get on your mat and do poses but yoga practice like become a, a more enlightened mm-hmm. being or a more conscious or a more integrated being um we need to withdraw the senses there's a, that is a that is one of the major steps it's of, one of the eight limbs isn't it exactly like one of the eight, one of potentially eight limbs to withdraw the senses pratyahara so to withdraw the senses and so and I didn't never made this connection until until last night. And maybe you can speak more towards it, towards um, the difference between or why it, we why we call it floating uh, a float tank versus um, you in just like the in the industry versus like a sensory deprivation tank, or if there's a, even a difference. Uh, I think it's marketing at this point. That's what I was. Yeah. That's what I assume that it's a marketing thing because it's yeah. just it's more friendly to say it's a totally. Tank. There are certain people that I, that I encounter on a daily basis that I can call it a sensory deprivation tank. Right. And then there are people that are worried about claustrophobia and how we clean everything. And right. that's, isn't that's, like isn't like sensory deprivation also like a form of like torture uh, torture yeah. yeah the difference between torture and floating is choice <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. right yeah, you yeah, can get much. out yeah uh yeah. but it's it's just like you you that's you know i kind of take pride in the service <laughs> that we we provide for people so like knowing knowing your customer is a big part of providing service so knowing the difference between a person that i can say sensory deprivation to sure. uh, and to talk about meditation inside of mm-hmm. a float tank with Versus the person that's kind of just coming in at six o'clock right after work and their suit is so is like buttoned up to their neck and they right. can't move. That's that's a flow tank. You're coming here to relax. Right. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I have that. It's exact... a place to chill out. Yeah, the same thing exact... happens in yoga. Totally. yoga yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm so so, cool. so, so I was, to finish that to finish that where that that uh, that thought was going was that the I never made that connection until last night because I. Because I really last night was the first time when we floated was the first time that I really connected to like all of my senses becoming kind of like going down to like idle. Yeah. Um, and um, and like like you know I couldn't quite tell the water was absolutely perfect. It was like I couldn't tell yeah. what I couldn't tell what was in and out of the water. Yeah. Um, I I I couldn't. There was definitely no light, even at times that your mind definitely plays tricks on you. Um. There, there's no smell. Uh, I can't hear anything, and time is completely astray. Like there's, you know, there's no sense of time, and so all of my senses, and, and it was, and and it, it's like, it's like a pratyahara tank. It's like this mm. is, you know what I mean? In in the way that it is the thing that takes away. It's like a tool for taking away the senses. So I, I, I really equate it to like this really like mega concentrated meditation experience mm-hmm. because it's kind of like it's doing it's taking a bit of the burden off of you yes to to try and have to you know get rid of all the stimulus that we attach to our senses what we're looking at what we're smelling what we're feeling what we're hearing and it just kind of takes that 
off the table. It's like you don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, it's, it's weird like, because it makes it super accessible for for um, beginners, but also it's equally as good for the most advanced yeah. practitioners. Yeah, because yeah exactly. Like, one of the, it. Yeah, well, yeah, one of the one of like the coolest things that I remember one of my uh, yoga teachers saying to me is is that the most advanced um, uh, practitioner of meditation could sit on the busiest street corner in the highest traffic and still disconnect from all five senses. But that is not really realistic for other people to, to unless you've been practicing your entire life, it's very difficult to achieve that level of, of peace within yourself. But if you go into a... Um, the float tank and everything else is shut down then it allows you to get there very easily does that make the experience any less special i All don't right. think so like the introspection level that you can reach in a very very short period of time totally uh, and, and, and you know I, I, in a way it's almost like the good version of like the bow flex it's like <laughs> <laughs> you could do you could do 14 minutes of ab workout every once a month and you're going to get ripped yeah. you know P90X of meditation <laughs> yeah but it really it, i mean it, in that way it really is like it's an amazing amazing support for your for getting to a place of 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 pretty serene meditation fairly quickly which for a lot of people Meditation is one of those practices that for way too many people, it's just, it just is too much. It Ooh. just takes too much time. It takes too much practice, which, you know, I, I mean, it, there is something to be said about going through that practice, of course. But for some people, it's just like, you just can't come around to it. Cause it's like, fuck life is busy as shit. Well, one of the, um, weird thing, like not weird things, but like sneaky goals. What I say to people is why I started the flotation center was because, since meditation had such a huge impact on, well, both of our lives, Paul yeah, and I, it's definitely um, part of it. we just, we like, you know, I really wanted to get it into people, like just to have a taste of it, like mm-hmm. to really know what it's like to disconnect. And even if they didn't come back again, and I've had this saying like, I really enjoy that, but I'm now I'm going to take it home. Mm-hmm. I'm like, perfect, perfect yeah. check. Like, I feel like I've given myself goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I've done a good job because I think that Every single person, and like you'll, in the even great examples of people who go into jail, and the people who come out better are the ones who um, do have a personal, like, say, meditation practice and things like that. Like, if you know, when we're saying about sensory deprivation, or even comparing that to solitary confinement, or, or you know, that's a mm-hmm. bit of an extreme. Mm-hmm. But you know, you can choose what you're doing with your time, and meditation, I think, has nothing but positive impact on people. That's a super interesting concept about like about float tanks in in penitentiaries. Like that just sounds like that it, would be unbelievable. Because I'm thinking of yeah. like of the amount of reasons why uh, a prison is in no way shape or form a rehabilitation center even though that's what they yeah. call them. Yeah. Um and like, you know, a very very effective and simple way. I mean, maybe there's like I feel like there's so many rules and restrictions they'd be like, "Oh, they just fucking drown themselves or some shit like that <laughs> yeah which is you know and it's, it's probably great. too good for the individual yeah right yeah. exactly it's probably too that's too much freedom right yeah it's like yeah. You know, your mind can't be free yeah, yeah. yeah. you're here yeah. yeah you're exploring the cosmos in there yeah. get out um, i, I want to throw it to palmer because i know that at that one time um when i was at the at the center uh i came out and we were you know i was i was a, a 
kind of explaining to you my 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 experience in the tank and we were kind of just shooting the shit for a yeah. bit after after a float and you had mentioned how you were really thankful uh for finding the flotation center because you had been dealing with like pretty intense uh anxiety was it yeah it was like attacks? it was anxiety like teetering into depression on any given day mm-hmm. uh i was in a very like bad <laughs> bad bad time in my life where uh, things kind of spir- spiraled out of control both personal and professional um and i was averaging about five panic attacks a week oh wow which is pretty that sounds bad like a, for the body yeah it sounds like a lot yeah what would those look like uh <clears throat> it looked different each time it depended on where i was like if it if it was at work it looked like me locking myself in a bathroom stall for about an hour oh wow yeah and just like really escaping uh or leaving because i was too you know you would have sick time right. which if you can't breathe or talk to people i'd consider mm-hmm. that sick makes, yeah it makes yeah, sense take some time uh home it would just be like the blinds are closed. I'm hyperventilating and in was the it, shower yeah. <laughs> for five hours. Was it coming from anything specific or, or uh, was it kind of It was like free-floating, yeah. It yeah. was like the stress and pressure I put on myself and my job put on myself in the professional world and just really like lack of direction and like generally not having what felt like my shit together at the time. What was it, uh, go ahead. What was your your profession? Uh, I was working in hospitality, so I worked for one of the bigger hotels in Halifax, uh, managing audiovisual. Okay. Yeah, sales and and staff. Were Were you what kind of like? Um, were you being proactive at the time at trying to treat it? You know, like did you have a did you have a, a medical sort of any sort of medical c- consultation or or anything like that? No, it took like. A long time for it to get to a place where I, um, I, I could be in a positive enough headspace to get medical attention. Um, I talked to, I confided in a person in the HR department at my job. Um, she said, I can relate to that. I've dealt with these things before. Here's a number. We have like these services you can pursue through work. Um, I got hooked up with my first, uh, therapist, more of a counselor than anything really, um, who then, helped me find the path of like being medically uh put off from work for six months Mm -hmm. which i don't know if you guys remember like that terrible winter we had two years ago i was medically put off during that awful winter so it was a blessing and a curse yeah right i didn't leave my apartment right (laughs) were you a total hermit for like the entire winter more or less yeah i like at the time was taking on a couple of different projects um musically um, so those were the only things I could really leave my apartment for. And I had right. started dating someone mm-hmm. the previous year. So it was like I would go out to see her and go out to work on music and then basically be in bed the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So needless to say, it was essentially yeah. like just all consuming. Totally. Yeah, there was um, no escape. And when did you when did you get involved with the float center? Because I know you've kind of been – you're like OG there. You've been – I helped paint those walls, man. Yeah. Um, When was that? When did that, like, when did you take over the lease of that place? Uh, February 2015. Yeah, yeah. So, but you and I had been friends. Like, we would have met winter 2013 after (coughs) I moved back. 
and then we became buds then and then i guess it would have been yeah a couple years later that 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 happened yeah so is that how you got involved it was like you guys are buds and then and you knew she was gonna start this up and yeah i like in my head i was mentally preparing for not going back to work uh this was like uh i saw this like golden opportunity at the time um to basically not return to the life that i was in the midst of before Mm -hmm. um at this point i think i was probably on the other side of like trying and failing at taking antidepressants because that was not a good time for me um found that Lindsay was probably going to need some help or at least she couldn't work there (laughs) 10 hours a day seven days a week uh so i saw an opportunity in like working with sales and management before like i could just walk in and more or less understand what she wanted what her vision was and i could kind of run with it too and was this the first time you ever like had any kind of experience with a flotation totally yeah yeah the first time i floated we were uh, still a couple weeks away from open we didn't have any hot water so those nice warm showers that you get before and after i had cold ones (laughs) uh the heat was not on in the building yet so the float tank wasn't warm enough I had a not great first float. Okay, sure. <laughs> but the sure. moments of like very deep meditative uh, pockets that I would hit, I kind of realized that this was going to be something that's going to change my life. Sweet, those would still occur even 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 though the the kind of the the it wasn't optimized. I guess, yeah, right? yeah. I think I was just like also willing to. Right. Uh, I didn't realize at the time, but it, a surrender in a float tank is a yeah. big part of mm, it. Big time. You just yeah. kind of allow yourself to surrender to your environment and it's funny how there how and we, you know we touched on like preconceptions and stuff like that it's funny how the human brain i mean i guess it's i guess it's it, the human brain is trying to prepare itself as much as it can or, or or provide itself with as many different scenarios as possible before it goes into a situation totally. so that it's like ready yeah but uh you get the most it's so funny how the exact opposite is true you get the most from something when you go into it with 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 no expectation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know uh it's like you know the classic example of someone being like you got to see this movie you got to see this movie it's the best fucking movie and then you go and see it and you're like fuck that sucked because everyone yeah. just told me it was the best versus going into something thinking oh this is going to be shitty and then it's the best dude i used to get like that when i listened to music like all of the music all of my favorite albums are ones that I've found on my own. And it's, it's weird because it seems kind of like sociopathic that like you wouldn't take your friend's advice <laughs> on, on like music choices or that you're a little bit insane. sociopathic but might be a little bit of a stretch, but I totally know it's a little, little bit of from. an embellishment, <laughs> but psychopathic. <laughs> so, but, but like, I, I agree with that. I think that like the things that you, when you don't have those expectations or when, when you're able to, I don't know. I I think that this this surrender is the thing that I identify with the yeah, most. Totally. Um, and it's weird because I kind of have I identify with both sides of it. You you guys are talking about Palmer. You mentioned uh, a guy coming in with like his his suit on, and and he's just there for the the uh, the stretch. Yeah. Like I also love that part of it. Totally. Um, I I've been like trying to get back into working out a lot lately, and and uh the last time oh thanks uh the the last time the when we went into float last night i was like carrying a ton of tension and like i i went for the the meditative experience but when that when that was done 
and I was still in the tank for another X amount of time, maybe 20, 30 minutes. Like I just stretched it out and that felt equally as good as, as the first surrender did too. You stretched it out in the tank? Yeah. Dude, I brought, dude, you're oh, not allowed to did do I say that. Stre- I meant rub it, rub one out. That's what I did in the tank. Uh oh, oh god! But I feel like you got it. You got it. You have to leave space for both of those scenarios. Yeah. It's like you know, like if 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 someone's coming in and and they're going, you know, I like I relate exactly that exact same experience to yoga. So someone's coming in to the float center. They just want to lay and relax for an hour or an hour and fifteen minutes. Or you come into to a yoga practice and you're just like, I just want to stretch and kind of work out. It's like you you allow them to have that, and then it's like through some strange process of 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 like indirectness, they start to glean the more like I guess the more like I don't want to say profound as if it's like this arrogant like oh you'll get there someday, but like <laughs> but you know do you know what I mean but like but like you know yeah. it, it, it will work itself in and there will be more there there there's like there's layers to everything totally and yep. you'll you'll you will naturally move from superficial to 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 deep layer and and you know that can be said to any practice but at the same time it's funny that you almost said that from the opposite perspective it's like I'm going in to look for the deep shit. And it's like, well, you know what? And I, I, I really just relaxed with the shit out of my body and it felt fucking good. I, but I also find that like when I, when I go in there, like my, my amount of time that I can, that I can get into that, that deep meditative kind of zone, it's limited. And I, I've floated three times now and not once has it lasted for the entire time. Mm. And I understand that for me to be able to possibly last that, that longer time it might take more times being in the tank uh this sounds really sexual just talking about rubbing it out not lasting long enough in the flow tank i'm not i'm I'm really worried about not lasting long enough but no but like when but when it when it's done i don't try caressed me in her bosom and said dear brian guys i'm trying to be serious here (laughs) i'm trying to be serious i'm sorry but uh uh when but when that's done like i'm not going back and trying to like get back into it uh i'm just enjoying the time that i have like some peace and quiet because i don't often get that yeah um palmer i'm curious to know how how in in hindsight how life has changed um post flotation uh so those like the the biggest thing that i've taken away up until now and i've been the float center has been opened since may of 2015 it's now december 2016 since floating regularly and in no way can i say like this is going to happen to you if you come float once a week for almost two years i've had two panic attacks wow and are are you currently did you stop taking medication yeah the medication made me worse i was like not on an optimal medication and it's it's kind of the weird thing i've learned about kind of going on and off uh, antidepressants is like there's so many out there that the chances of getting the right one on the first try is yeah. pretty tough and good for the people that get it and get a good one on the first time um, that didn't happen to me and it, it was pretty ugly um, not to deter anybody no, that's listening no, no. right yeah it seems like uh, that seems to be the story with yeah. most people that we talk to that have a, an experience with depression or anxiety is like 
man, the meds, it's like such a trial and error process. It's absolutely yeah, that's wild. That's fucking wild to know that since you started floating yeah, and not taking meds, you've had two, two panic, panic attacks. Going from having calendar, five two a calendar week years, yeah. to two within two years, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. Like that's... And- that's incredible. There, I've made a lot of other changes. Yeah, like yeah. my my diet has changed, which I think helps tremendously. I've been meditating. I've been seeing a therapist for mm. almost the same amount of time. It it all works together. It's right. not just yeah. the one thing. Yeah. And I don't like anybody that's listening. That's like that's going to cure my depression. Yeah. Right. You know what? I wanted to kill myself at one point when I was like <laughs> still floating regularly. Yeah. That yeah. shit happens. Mm-hmm. Do you think that those other things that you started to change though are are a result of D- the float? A direct result? Yeah. You know, because like you were saying that you made the decision to, you know, like, which I don't know, seems like a pretty big decision to fly from Vancouver back to Nova Scotia to move home during your float, you know, and it's like having these like um, uh, these moments of revelation in the tank, I feel like is is not uncommon. Um, And and I feel like I, I don't know, I'm just like, you know, coming back to what you were talking about, I feel like for all of these changes to be happening in your life and to be kind of living a more in quotations, healthy lifestyle and having that directly result to your, to a better, you know, better mental state to directly link that to the float. I, I don't think is that, you know, is that, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think like, like keep that disclaimer, right. Keep the disclaimer, like, around that it's just Mm -hmm. when you when you afford yourself and i have the (coughs) the great luxury of working at the flotation center where i can you know anytime that the public isn't in there i can be in there just stretching it out just Just stretching it out rob lasting real long as long as i I don't even have to set a timer that's how long i can go (laughs) Um, no just like knowing that i can afford myself that introspection for as long or as short as I mm-hmm. want to and f- as frequently as I want is pretty quite a gift. Pretty, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's also important to point out that like the flotation center is an amazing catalyst for uh, a, a, a deep meditation practice, but it's not the only, no, yeah, like, absolutely. You, like you're being able to be self-reflective and taking time for yourself, whether it's spending 10 minutes, mm-hmm sitting quietly with your your legs crossed and your eyes closed like that could be a, a, such a great introductory step to to getting into a practice of meditation that mm-hmm. that could you know eventually help with things and and be preventative of things like yeah. like men- mental illness um for me personally like i i last year in particular like i i wouldn't say that i i have um anxiety or depression but i certainly went through a, a bout of of being pretty anxious um to the point where I, like i drove to a doctor's office and sat outside and thought i'm gonna go inside and tell them but then i thought no okay i i, I just need um some time to myself but i started having a, a more regular practice mm-hmm. of of meditation i used the the headspace app yeah. Uh, on my phone and, and did 10 minutes a day in the morning. And Which are not sponsoring our podcast currently. <laughs> no, but they, <couldn't. clears throat> they also but, run a lot of good ads in New York. I was just there and they had a ton of them. <laughs> oh, yeah? Nice. That's sweet. Yeah. Well, I undoubtedly heard it through some ad on another podcast. So 
or Tim Ferriss talking about it. But anyway, um, like that's a great step to get into something like that. And if you have the opportunity to go and float, like, fuck yeah, definitely do yeah. it. But there are, there are also other ways to, to meditate too. I feel like what I'm, what I was hearing is a lot of like, it's like a domino effect. I mean, I feel like we all totally. have, we all have yep. things in our lives where we do one thing and then that's kind of like, you know, that, that what, Maybe there's like a a, a, not a a certain type of community or like a you know a certain like genre of of people that go to certain things and then you start talking to them and they are like oh well like I do I I do this too and you're like oh that's kind of interesting maybe I'll try that and then you know that opens you up to another world of like oh well maybe I'll try this or that and like changes of diet changes of thought patterns positivity yeah. versus negativity absolutely you know these types of things and I love the disclaimer because. It, and like there are so many parallels with floating and, and the yoga world. And, it's crazy. And, and it's like, you know, there's the, I don't ever want to hear anybody be like yoga will cure your depression. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know what? For some, for, for somebody, maybe, maybe, yeah. mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's great that you're like, Oh, well the float center and floating was, was like the thing. Yeah. But like yeah. then underneath that, there was this and this and this and this, and it kind of all gelled together to make this like cocktail of, of experience that led to me feeling way better about totally. myself mm-hmm. and way yeah. better about my mental state. And I think that's true for like, for anything. And, I, and it needs that disclaimer. And one thing can be a catalyst for, for a lot of awesome stuff. I think one, and I just want to add this into that is, is I think that one of the biggest things or biggest catalysts for change is, is being open and talking about, something too first because if you're not willing to admit or share uh about one of the challenges that you're dealing with then there it's so less likely for you to get advice from from somebody so i was just gonna say like you would not believe how open people are with us Mm. like even the guy walking in at 6 p.m like this and then after where he floats he's just they're just like i mean yeah, just completely different people. Yeah. Um, and uh, I feel different when I when I oh, yeah. walk out of there. Absolutely, and I mean, um, you know, people come in for many different reasons. Like it was <laughs> the business plan part of it was hard to do because they're like, "Who was your target market?" And it literally is like everyone yeah. because it has the potential to help everyone from pain management. I mean, a lot of people come in from Joe Rogan podcast, about a third of the people yeah, who right? come to the door would be because of Yeah, him. Joe Rogan's yeah. a big, yeah. big advocate. Oh for yeah. Floating. But he's just like, he's like eat edibles and do it. And he listens yeah. to the, those I care the Icaros, uh, you know, um, ayahuasca ceremonial chanting mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, but like, I think that people will come in, thinking like okay i just had a huge workout and now i want pain relief and then all of a sudden they come up and they're like whoa i did not know that that was even possible right. mm. or you know i'm a mom like you know it's really great for women who are pregnant and they're just like i want to be away from everyone yeah and then suddenly they're completely connected to their baby so like i know? just had a conversation with whoa. my baby yeah What's- yeah Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
What's some of the wildest shit you've ever heard someone say coming out of a, a tank? Uh, past life regression stuff. Um, I've read some of Brian Wise's books, and past life regression is a really fascinating thing. Yeah, tell there's... us about it. What is it? What's going on with past life so, regression? Do you know? Do you guys are you guys from familiar with Brian Wise, Lindsay I don't and think Palmer? So. So Dr. Brian Wise is apparently, and like, I don't know if, if this is entirely true. I read his book. So, uh, the story is he was, uh, like a psychologist and he would help a a ton of, he was like a psychologist for like 30, 40 years and, uh, he helped a ton of people and he never believed in like faux therapies and kind of spacey stuff. But, uh, he was, he got into doing regression therapy, so he would take um, clients back to their early childhood and dig for problems, um, see if they had been abused or if there's anything that they were carrying. So he was uh, regressing this one woman, and all of a sudden, like he took her back to when she was three years old, nothing there. Took her back to when she was one year old, nothing there. Uh, but then she just started talking about this this experience that didn't seem to be from her current life. Like she was talking about all these different surroundings that dated back like so far in the past that it would be impossible for her to be alive. Oh, I think you were telling me about this. Yeah. So, and he's this guy who doesn't believe in this mystical stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's like, how did like, this doesn't make any sense. But so (laughs) he started going back to other clients, uh, that he, and I, I, I'm not sure if I'm getting this a hundred percent accurate, but he started going back to other clients. things you say. Yeah, totally. Never take anything I say true (laughs) to be true. Um, but anyway, he started going to other clients who he wasn't able to have success with and trying to regress them further. And he was finding all of these, these things in past lives, uh, Hmm. that had, that had effects on present lives. Um, so anyway, past life regression is basically the act of going to a past life to, to see if you can solve any problems from your current life. Yeah. Not to, uh, not to plug floating for a second, but, uh, the nice thing about floating is we can... I'm not sure if any of you had floated with the, our solfeggio frequencies yet. Um, I think I might have accidentally what is la- it? last night. <laughs> what, what is it? I'm not kidding. Like last night was the most fucked up experience I've ever had in any form of like introspection or like it was one of the trippiest experiences of one of really? the trippiest experiences of my life. Well, what is this? What are so, you talking about? So, Lindsay, you might be able to do a better job describing it than me, but solfeggio frequencies are meditative, ancient meditative tones, healing tones. Sure, okay. Um, that we we had a friend of ours create specifically for the float tanks um, to transfer through our underwater transducers in the float tanks. Um, oh, that sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um yeah, I think you should jump in because I think explain. Yeah, explain like uh, to someone who has no clue what the fuck you're talking about. What, <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm what tying it, it back to past life regression. What it, two we, seconds, yeah, I we, yeah. Let's not let's like, not forget about that. But I'm talking, talking like, about what it would look like if someone was to do this to a tank. So uh, each of our like energy hubs or our chakra uh, chakras have a specific frequency related to it, and it's actually quite scientific. But what's interesting is that. Um, How is that scientific? Uh, th- uh, you can look through like the frequencies um, that they resonate at. Um, you'll find like mathematical patterns, even like Nikolai Tesla. 
I always pronounce it, um, has even said like that you can, you know, attune different parts of your body and it's associated with your, um, some might be for your liver, your heart. But I mean, even if you're just going on your yoga principles, your, your energy hubs or your chakra systems, like it's related to Mm -hmm. that. Um, and so, and is this through like sound waves or like, what's yeah. the, like, like when you, when we're talking about frequencies, like what, what does that mean? Like, so, what do you, yeah. When you're listening to, um, the solfeggio tones or frequencies, they have that kind of, they almost oscillate, but they're kind of wah, 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 but they oscillate at different frequencies. So mm-hmm. it's something that's a higher frequency. It's, it's a higher pitch tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. It's. Like a tuning fork, like yeah, when you, like, yeah, when you exactly. hit it, like when you hit a tuning fork. So higher higher frequencies will oscillate at a faster rate. So mm-hmm. usually, I guess with the solfeggio frequencies, the lower the lower would be more base chakras, higher going up towards your crown. Um, solfeggio, yeah, S U L F E S O L F E I G G O. I'm okay. a, I'm kind of equating it to like yeah we'll figure it to out to like a like Someone, ohm like ohm frequency exactly that's what I was thinking so, too yeah so that's the thing is like there's they're actually like if you have your ram vam yam it, those are the tones like that or that you would mm-hmm. sing with it yeah. as well mm-hmm. if you wanted to um, but th- what happened is is that like they were based on like Gregorian monks tuning. But then as they did more and they were considered sacred and kept it like kind of a secret. But as, uh, say, researchers, scientists started, you know, looking into them more, they realized that um, mutually exclusive cultures were actually mm. toning and tuning at these same frequencies. Mm. So it's, yeah. it is super trippy to have like um, like, you know, scientific measurement of sound stacked up next to you know, like spiritual yeah, uh, beliefs, right? Like I, the proclaimed self-fegio frequencies yeah. are um, UT, 396 hertz. Yeah. Or hill, is it hertz? hertz. HZ? Yeah. Um, liberating guilt and fear. Yeah. RE, 417 hertz, undoing situations and facilitating change. Mm-hmm. MI, 528 hertz, transformation and miracles, DNA repair. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, like, this That's shit my is, favorite. Like, this one. shit is, is crazy because I mean, if you've ever, if you ever go to, I mean, uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, like Buddhism and, and Hinduism are both two, two, two cultures that that chant Om, and there might be more. I'm not, I'm not even really sure. Um, but I mean, if you ever gone to a yoga a yoga class where they chant Om be, in, before a class or after a class, and it's, and, and you can kind of tell in some ways there's something beautiful about the tones being different, and there's something beautiful about the tones being the same. So. The beauty in tones being different amongst everybody, it doesn't actually sound that great, but it's beautiful in the way that everyone is probably resonating or um, resonating their tone to whatever they probably are more in tune with. Does that make sense? Mm. Mm. Have you ever done it? Have you ever done it though once and everybody almost is in like Dude, har- and harmony? That's yeah. what I mean. Is that the is craziest so because crazy. when everyone does, oh, I love when that. everyone hits the same same resonant uh, fre- resonant frequency i mean you can hear it it's like when you it's exactly the same way when you try when you tune two strings on a guitar and you hear the Ooh. that subtle mm-hmm. oscillation yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah. like you're and it's there's something so inherently beautiful about it and it's really really hard to put into words because it's just like it's really it profound, is. yeah. And it, and 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 that makes sense that it's hard to put into words if there's a scientific yeah. explanations of where 
that hits in terms of emotions and stuff. So to come back to how this is done to a tank, and then from there come back to how it relates to <laughs> what we were talking about earlier. Past life regression. Past life regression. How does, how does one do this to the tank? Um, so they're just created using some sort of like music program or whatever Joel would use. Joel used Ableton. Okay. Yeah. And uh, see, you could go on YouTube and you could listen to them. Right. Okay, um, so you play like, it so through play the tank. Yeah. Through the tank, and only in our we have three tanks, only the first two, because they actually have underwater transducers. So actually, there's times when it almost feels like you can feel it like vibrating and Whoa. resonating. Because right? sound Whoa. passes so much better exactly. through water. And yeah. I'm going to come back to that when I tell yeah. you about what the fuck happened to me okay. last night. Yeah. But before we do that, yeah. how does this come back, back to? You, to I love. We're this. jumping around a lot. I like <laughs> it. I like a lot. Uh, we. So it's a very simple audio system that we have. Essentially, we're just plugging in iPods. Um, so anybody, any of you who want to float and want to like listen to a guided meditation, or you have like, fuck, you, I didn't know that was an option. Yeah, you want to, you want to <laughs> keep it secret. Don't I tell snuck, anybody. I snuck one by the boss. Let's not tell um, So in you know. Keeping keeping with sneaking things past the boss, I had a lady come in one day who wanted to do a past life regression. She wanted to listen to Slayer. She she listened to the, an hour and a half of raining blood on repeat. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, she listened to past life regression for her whole float, and she came out pretty much speechless. Like she she listened to um, like a like pre recorded pre recorded yeah. meditation on it or like her therapy session. It's like she, from what she was, I don't exactly know what sure, it was, that but she it was something to. that had to do with past life regression. Absolutely, and it just fucking rocked her world. Yeah, so like cool her current life world. Yeah. Like I wouldn't want to come in and listen to music, but like I could definitely get on board with the, with those frequencies, kind of like mm. yeah, and yeah, and honestly, like disclaimer, I know I just. I have to save face with my boss now, but um, <laughs> she's speechless as well. You're uh, fire. <laughs> pay cut. Uh, I would be fucked. <laughs> it's on record now. Um, I had a really good chat with someone today about floating with the frequencies, and it's just like some days you want to do it, some days you don't want to do sure. it. Floats floats are different no matter what. Okay. If you have a resonant frequency. Sometimes it's going to stir shit up that you're not mm-hmm. completely prepared for. And you'll that will happen in a float with nothing yeah. playing as well. You'll get Yeah. So here's the thing is I yeah. there was nothing playing when I was in there, but I feel like earlier that day or some shit something was gone like it went through that fucking tank because What room did you float in? Last number night? 2. That's interesting. Day. Okay. At number 2. How about how about this? Let's throw to our <laughs> night last night. We recorded a little thing, uh, kind of like a setup and and our, our our experience. So let's throw to that, and then we'll come back and talk about um, about our experience. Yo, Bri, what are we doing? Uh, we are right now heading to the float center to go for a little float. Float. Float, float, float your boat. Floaty, float, float. Have you floated before? I've floated a couple times. I've floated a few times. Yeah, it's sweet. I, you know, I've, I've really been looking forward to this day because uh, in the last few weeks I've been like, go, go, go. go, go. <laughs> and 
and I feel like I've neglected to like stretch my body and also like take time for myself. So I'm just looking for some personal space, some a little bit of me time, a little bit of my own sort of <laughs> my own little staycation, if you will. I, I know that. inside of a giant black box filled with hot water where I can't hear or see anything. My my favorite thing in all in all seriousness, uh, I love that. Like I I feel like when I'm the last couple times that I went when I'm really tight and I, I feel this like tension that I just can't get rid of in my muscles. Um, that just kind of like disintegrated uh, during the hour of like being in the tank. So yeah, I'm looking forward to like just letting some of that go. I'm looking forward to the meditation. I mean, it, it's always really relaxing for me to be in there, but. Sometimes I'll have this like really bitchin' meditation practice in there, mm -hmm. and then sometimes it's not so much, and more so just kind of like relaxing in a dark box. Um, so I'm I'm hoping to get like kind of tap into some of that deeper introspective space. But if you go looking for that, then you're not going to find it. No, that's right. <laughs> so you gotta you let know, go of your expectations. That's right. I gotta go in hoping for nothing <laughs> and receive everything. <laughs> Taylor has just arrived. Hey, buddy. Oh, hey. What do we do? We're going to go for a float? Ooh. Mm. Dude, this is actually kind of fun that all three of us get to have a, a, a yeah. triplet. Or, what cool. do you call it? A triple float. It's, right. cool. it's cool because we've like we've all been here individually, but I've never been here with either either of you. Right. Yeah. I also think it's kind of cool that they uh, that they have like a special, the three -person special tank. room for the three person tank that we can all float together. Well, this will be fun. Just doing like the normal freestyle. Just oh, well, I was gonna say free balling it. Barebacking it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be barebacking it for sure. Um, you can use the the neck pillow though. There's like these new I, futuristic. I, I don't ones, like anything so. touching me. Oh really? Yeah. Like, like at all in life or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't like to be touched. Okay. Wow. I'm never knew. Yeah. <laughs> he brought. He literally bought brought a onesie. Oh uh, wow. Yeah, in a bodysuit. Yeah. yeah. A Luan bodysuit. Exciting. From Lululemon. It's actually it's latex. I just said one of the tanks is just. Oh, okay. I'm done. Okay, sweet. Uh, dibs on two. Dibs on room two. Why? I'll do, so that's my, that's I'll do my three. That's my jam, yeah. yeah. Why? I'll do three. I don't know. It's a special place. Don't poop in the tank this time, though. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> Can't guarantee it, but I'll try. Did you poop in the tank last time? Yeah, last time you had yeah. to drain it. Yeah. <laughs> I brought. I, brought, I actually brought. The pl I brought my my bathtub plug. <laughs> I brought no, and it just just straight up bathtub okay. plug this time because I think that'll work. It doubles. Yeah. It I doubles feel like as a you're joking, plug. but I can't tell. <laughs> totally serious, one hundred percent. Doubles as a plug. <laughs> Which one did you poop in? Number one. Uh, it was number two. Oh, I, I mean, okay. I'm just. I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm gonna lay on my own in my own filth. It's oh, fine. That's nice. okay. All right, I'll take number three because I've never box. been in there. It's actually why I wanted to take number two, guys, because I wanted to keep you guys from getting number two. I've only ever been in number one, I think. I think I've only been in number two. Hey guys, I'm really excited to do this with the two of you. That was the sound of us high-fiving, just in case anybody was wondering. Not, not touching dicks together. <laughs> Jesus, uh, Brian. Uh, so I went to tank number two. Tank number two is my favorite tank. I've done all three. And two How do you was, know it's your favorite tank if you've... Because I've tried all three tanks. Oh. And I thought you said you've done all three, like as in you've all of your floats have been in tank two. No. So I've done all three tanks. And tank number two is the best experience that I've had uh, 
up to up to date. And I've done I think I did I did two once, one twice, and three once or something. I'm like glad that. you guys could clear up. Yeah, that, thanks that, a lot. That discrepancy in the English. How many language? times have you been in Tank Four? Uh, so, I <laughs> moving on was like, yo, definitely taking Tank Two. Went in, and every single time I've floated. I've always tried to use the earplugs and Palmer, you know this. Cause every time I come out, I'm like, yeah, I had some like trouble with the earplugs and you were like, Oh, you should turn around backwards and yeah. try this, they try that. Fall out. They always fall out. They always like, they always fall out or they're always like one is really good in there and plugged. And then the other one's like not quite so plugged and that's distracting. Yeah, me too. But last night they were both great. So tonight, last night I was like, fuck the earplugs. No I'll, plugs. I'll take the water in my ear and deal with it later. Cause I feel like if there's no plugs in there at all, then whatever. Who gives a shit? I heard take something in my rear, but anyway, I'm just going to let that pass. Also, I I have been in there where the earplugs fell out, and I didn't know. And, yeah. and I, got, I was like, oh, well, then I don't need earplugs. It's comfortable. It's fine. It's, it's like, like natural. I used, to go, exactly. I used to go into tanning beds and not wear the eye things. <laughs> and, and force your eyes open. <laughs> now we all know why Brian is why he is. Brian he is. <laughs> so special. Um, Don't go tanning ever. Okay. So <laughs> I went in and I did not use the earplugs. And I went in there with the the intention to meditate and almost the ex- expectation to like get deep into meditation. So I went in and as soon as I went under, where like my ears went under, it was like immediate like, oh yeah, this is the way that I need to do this from now on. Like I'm, I can hear my heart beating. This is great. Whereas with the earplugs, you know, when you plug your ears, you get that that very subtle, but it's kind of nice white noise yeah. mm-hmm. of the ears being plugged. It, it, with the without the earplugs, I didn't have that as much, and I could actually really hear my heart beating like quite quite clearly. And I immediately dropped into like that, like you know, that like really consistent, nice sounding wave sounding breath. Now, usually when I am in the tank, when it's, gone, when it's gone really, really well, I'll have this experience where I see space. I'll, I, see, I see the constellations and I have this, this overwhelming sense or feeling that I'm floating in space. It always ties back to being in space, right? So I'm like, all right, try to get to there. I'm there. And, and before we had gone in, me, Brian, Taylor, and I, we were like, let's go astro travel and find each other on a planet. So I was like, yeah, I got to go find that planet. But before I get to the planet, I got I to gotta find my way to space. So I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. And it's not quite happening. But I'm still getting really like, I'm, I'm still like in my breath. Right? Dude, that's, like, that's funny because I actually thought about space too because I was like, I can't just go to the planet. Yeah, yeah you need to start somewhere. You need to get there first. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still able to like connect with my breath and, and, but my heartbeat, I'm still hearing my heartbeat. And I'm like, okay, wait, where's the stars? Stars aren't here. Okay, like try to just get back into it. Like just be, just let go. And my heartbeat, again, I'm like, Jesus, man, my heart fucking really hear my heart beating and then i start realizing whoa i've never heard my heart beat this loudly before it wasn't beating fast and it wasn't beating extra slow it was just like a very baseline beat but it was very loud and so i was like well maybe i'll just focus on that i'll just listen to that and it started to pick up an intensity and with every beat, it got like almost like 
louder and louder, like in my fucking ear, inside my ears. Like it was like, boom, 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 boom. Like this really, really, really intense feeling. My breath rate was still really slow. My heart rate was still really slow, but it was so viscerally intense and I couldn't ignore it. So I just, I laid with it for a while. And then I started to, I, I, for a second, I thought Taylor, Taylor's head was right in front of my face. Now I've been in the tank where I've had these visualizations like the space thing, but it's never felt like a full on hallucination. Nice love, buddy. We know who you like more now. (laughs) (laughs) We know, I know that I've never had full on like hallucination in the tank, uh, but I've had these like very like, oh yeah, my eyes are kind of playing tricks on me. But this thing with Taylor, it was like, I could see the outline of his head. And then that started to kind of like shift. And then his, the eyes started to change. And it was this head with like these almost cat eyes. At this point, I'm still hearing that like on my heart. I'm going, whoa, this is, this is really, and he pulled a knife out really picking up. And my (laughs) eyes are open at this point. Like I'm, I'm, I'm forcing my eyes open and I'm like seeing this thing and then it kind of disappears. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I close my eyes and then I'm seeing this, like this, like big flower petal. Like I'm really close up to this flower. And then Brian, you're there. And I'm trying to like, yes, so you're still part of it. I still love you. (laughs) Fuck yeah. And, but I have this overwhelming sense that we're like in a competition to try to get a better view of this flower. And this is all (laughs) happening. And I'm still, I think I'm still like totally awake. Mm -hmm. But now at this point, I can't tell if my eyes are open or closed. And that is usually in my, in, in, you know, thinking back to past floats, that's usually a point where I start to kind of really go deep is when I'm like, yeah. are my eyes open? Are my eyes closed? I don't know. Again, the heartbeat, super intense, pounding even harder now. And I go, I'm going to see if they're closed. So I force my eyes open. And as soon as I force my eyes open, it's like, I'm fucking in the most expansive. Like I see the Milky way and it is so vibrant that it was almost I don't want to use the word scary because it wasn't scary, but it was like, it was scary. Like it was like, I I know, I know it makes no sense, but like, it was, it was like, it was intense. It was intensity. It was like, I am, I'm not in a, I'm not in the tank. How did your body feel? So relaxed. However, Mm -hmm. that heartbeat was still like, Still still there, very prominent. And it was very, very intense. And then that like, that started to transition to all these other kind of like visual visualizations. And then I kind of like all of a sudden I was like vaulted back to like reality. I was like, Oh God, I'm in the, t- I'm in the tank. I got to get up. I got to get up for a second. And I got up and I was like, there's no way I'm going back to that. Like that was, mm-hmm. I was so fucking far gone. So deep into wherever I was, mm-hmm. there's no getting back from that. So I got out, got in the shower and was just like, I felt like I had drank a, like a gallon of coffee without the jitters. And I came out of the tank and I see Robin and Rob's like, how was your float? And I'm like, it was fucking so intense. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah. And then Taylor comes out. Taylor comes out like as if he just got out of like a two hour yin class that was just like perfectly led. Like he did bong rips for an hour. In yeah, the room. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
and I and I see that, and I'm like, I can't, like, I gotta, I gotta chill out because I can tell yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be putting way too much on Taylor. You right were now. explaining it, and I was just like, I can't partake. I know because it was so intense, and I, I was, I, I, it was so high energy. And I've never felt that because usually I'm you, Taylor. Like I'm that guy when I come out of the tank. Yeah, you're usually quite dopey when you come out. Holy I fuck! Felt, I, I was like, feel, I feel dopey too. I feel like, I haven't been there while you. I usually I've seen you go into the tank. I've never yeah. seen you come out of the tank. I've been there a few times after you yeah. flew, yeah. Brian. Yeah, and like you are dopey as shit when you come out of the I, tank. I'm usually I was really so far too. from that. I yeah. was so far from that. But it was pure elation. It was just like, I just felt. Amazing. You were happy to back. You were happy to be back on Earth. Totally. Yeah, yeah, we're just like totally. that shit's not real. We're good now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but again, there was never a point. There was never a point where I wanted to get out. Like no. I was so I was so in it and so fully okay with being there. Yeah. Right. And and again, scary was the wrong word. It, but it, but intense is the word that I'd use. Yeah, like, it, it sounds was, like it how real. space would be because I feel like you'd be yeah. fucking super stoked to go to space and you wouldn't be scared to go to space yeah. but there'd be just, I mean, there's so many unknowns and there's so many risks. It, it was an adrenaline rise. It was an adrenaline rise. What do you guys put in the water in Tank 2? I put acid in the water <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> That's why I got it. you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had a question. Uh, how early, like time-wise, how early did you get out? I got it. Oh, as when I got out, I got in the shower. I was in the shower. And the for light about came on. Three minutes, and the light came on. Okay. So I was pretty much in it for the full seventy-five. Yeah. Yep. And I was, and and I was wondering. I was like, could this be because there was one of those like frequencies played throughout the tank earlier that day, and could that? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Well, you know. You know each each. Each flow's different, you know, and like, that's what we say. Like, no it's, shit. It's, it certainly is yeah. a practice, like, because there is some consistencies that you can draw with it. But, like, we do a pretty good job of constantly smudging throughout the day and, like, just clearing energy because people can, you know, leave some, yeah. leave some yeah. shit in there, right? Yeah. Do you ever um, feel that? Do you, do you ever, like, go into a room after somebody's been there? You're like, ooh, ooh. like, they, yeah. um, they had a... You know, yeah, yeah, or, or they just farted or something. <laughs> no. Just a stale fart. Just a stale something fart. heavy in here. <laughs> like the air is thick and dense. Doritos. <laughs> yeah, Doritos. Oh, oh, and oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, uh, like you can, you can definitely sense it. And like one of the things that like I, you know, consciously try to do is when we're cleaning in between floats is like give the room like a quick blessing or a prayer, just asking for the next person who comes in to get exactly what it is they're supposed to, to get out of it. Mm. You have like a um, resident uh, priest that performs exorcisms. Yeah. In the yeah. Room it's Palmer. It. Yeah. yeah. Manager. And yeah, you get paid extra those days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big bucks. But like, yeah, they're all different. Like I've had a, I've had some pretty crazy experiences, but one of mine is that a lot of the time what my meditations are when I'm in there is on love. Like I, I'm just, you know, I love love. It's my jam. It's, I think that it can solve every single problem out there. And, um, as like, Oh my, these changed weird. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but like, um, where I've been listening to a solfeggio frequency on love and feeling it and, fe and I was saying to you last night after your float when I saw you about like just really feeling my heartbeat and then all of a sudden I was as if something lifted me up 
and I felt my entire like chest crack open in like in a good way and, and all of a sudden shot yeah, it was just like pew pew pew, pew. <laughs> um, but it just like all of a sudden it was just like pouring love into mm. the world and it felt it was amazing and I felt this amazing uh, sense of connection because a lot of the things with floating is that you go into disconnect mm. but really when you're when for meditation it's all about like connection to the higher being higher consciousness collective conscious whatever you want to call it god whatever and that was the first time that i ever experienced mm. the connection and not the disconnection but it was like i was gone mm-hmm. i was like i was just bye see you later yeah mm-hmm. i you feel know? that like that when you go into that space that I, I guess dopiness is probably the best word in, in in terms of visualization when, like, you see a person that just looks like they're totally blissed out of their minds. Yeah, like, if you're going to be one of the seven dwarves, <clears throat> you'd be dopey. For sure. Right. And, and like, <laughs> and in that realm, it, I feel like when I come out and I'm in that state of mind, like, I'm in a total body euphoria. It's like my, my body's just like, oh, my God, I feel so, so good. My brain is just, like, on total – not, like – I'm I'm being so mindful in those moments that because I just don't even have the capacity to react right away. So it's like anything that comes at me, it like it has to be processed with like a thoughtfulness. And so when I leave when I leave a a, a floating experience, it's like I, and actually last night was the only time that I've ever done it at night. I've only, I've always done it mm, like around yeah. like noon or or afternoon where I had like other things to do afterwards. And so I've, I've noticed that in those experiences where I have more to do in the day afterwards, mm-hmm. I'm like way more, way more connected. I'm way more like efficiently connected to the, to whatever I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. I, cause I have to be more mindful about the things that I do because the information that's coming in, it, it's like, it's processed at a different level almost. Uh, and it's just, it's incredible. I wonder if it's not. I wonder if it's the other way around and the fact that because you're so turned on and in tune with yourself that you're, you're processing everything, um, in a more mindful way so that it's not like you, it's not that you're dopey and, and you're taking time to think about things because you're, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I mean okay. what you're saying, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, um, good words. The... I, I mean what you're saying, I think. <laughs> oh, God, let's move on. <laughs> um, ah, oh, fuck. I want, okay. So, I just got two, two quick things before because I think we're getting close to the end, unfortunately. Um, but the one thing is, guys, last night, after last night, I, I've, I've only been getting like five hours of sleep the, the last yeah. few weeks. And I only did sleep for about five hours last night. I went to bed probably around uh, maybe around 11, and I woke up at 5 o'clock, so six hours of sleep. And I felt so energized when I woke up this morning, and I never feel that way when I get up. I'm always slow to get up. Like, I woke up first alarm. I was up straight away. And, like, is that – with your guys' experience, is that something – is it, like, the – is it being energized from or like being well rested from because I've always heard that meditation can lead, it can be almost equated to like four hours of sleep or or x amount of sleep is that true have you heard anything like that 
Uh, yeah, like there's some. It's done like like qualitatively, so I don't think it's ever been quantified yet. But um, an hour of floating, four to six hours of deep sleep. Um, but most people sleep like a like a, a log the night after they. they yeah, float. I did. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, that's the way I felt. I would say that I felt like I got eight to ten hours of sleep easy, and I only got five. But the other thing, I, I haven't learned... slept yet. I actually went for a, run, a marathon. I ran <laughs> yeah. a marathon. Uh, In the dude, you did coke, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, and then oh, the other thing is is. Um, is this something your experience? Can you equate that to something similar to lucid dreaming? Yeah, a lot of people actually practice lucid dreaming or take their lucid dreaming practice up to the next level while floating. Like all of my lucid dreaming experiences have been like me making out with Lady Gaga. That's yet <laughs> to happen in a float tank, and I don't know why it's her. But there are people who are like, yep, they practice the. I think it's called holotropic breathing which helps put you in a almost psychedelic state which is equated to like a like a lucid dreaming state where you can control your reality so that that does happen and it is kind of like one of the applications of is that what like, wim hof was talking is that wim hof's thing holyotropic breathing um i i can't remember what his style is called but his is i think more about like your physiological yeah, control right. as well um and handling cold states but he can He's been injected with like a virus that and has fucking and has crazy, like man. fought I love it, it off. Yeah. yeah. He, if you're not, fam- if you're not like familiar that. with Wim Hof, go listen to his podcast uh, interview on Joe Rogan's on jo- podcast. It's, it's He's phenomenal. on it, I think, two or three times yeah. now. The yeah. most yeah. recent one from the summer was excellent. So cool. Yeah. He's very interesting. Um, Taylor, uh, would you recommend floating to someone if they asked you? Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Bri, would you recommend floating to someone if they asked you? Yeah, I would. Like, I really, w- I would go again tomorrow. Yeah, ten out of ten would float. Um, um, the the one also asterisk on this conversation, uh, Brian Wise's book. I I just remembered it. Uh, the title is "Many Lives, Many Masters." Um, so you should I check that out. That it's down. interesting. It's uh, certainly interesting. Um. So. Uh, where can people find you guys? What's your, what's your, you're on social. Yeah, we're on the social medias and the Facebooks. The float, yeah. the flotation, flotation center, center. Yeah. located here in Halifax Yep. on, uh, what is it? King street. Yeah. We're on King street right on the corner from Java blend. So what don't, is it like, what do you guys do, like? Two, three, seven, one King street. Or? Two, six, three, one, two, three, seven, one is actually my home anyway, uh, but okay, different, great. different street. Yeah. 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 Different uh, street. King street. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. But we tell everyone right on the corner from Java blend. Cause that's a, that's the best marker. landmark. Nice. Yeah. 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 Well, if you're looking to, uh, grab a nice little float, head on into the flotation center and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, who knows who you'll meet, uh, Robin Palmer, Lindsay, there's a whole bunch of great people there. And, um, I, Dude, I'm so grateful that uh, floating has is now a part of my life, and I'm grateful that you brought that shit to Halifax because I feel like uh, if anywhere could use it, this place definitely, yeah. definitely could. And yeah, 
Glad you guys Absolutely. came in tonight. Thank mm-hmm. you. Well, thanks for having us. Thanks yeah. for being our ambassadors. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's so best. fun. It's fun. So fun. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed that. This um, episode is brought to you by the Flotation Center. It sure <laughs> fucking is. Uh, we uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You should totally check those things out. LinkedIn. LinkedIn is also a very helpful. And, and our MySpace page is great. <laughs> we also are on uh, Patreon. Uh, head on over to our Patreon. Uh, we could use your support. We're now accepting Canadian tire money. <laughs> uh, nope. No, we're not. Uh, we need real money because we uh, don't make money on the podcast. And that's the only way that we are being supported. And it's by you people who uh, who are generous enough to go over to www.patreon.com slash sickboy and uh, contribute any way that you can. Actually, you know what's crazy? is if every single person who listened to this podcast went over to Patreon and became a three or a one dollar patron. We'd be rich. It would change it would change everything. <laughs> it would fucking change everything. Yeah, you know what? That's like uh Wikipedia the last few days. I, I know. Have you been on Wikipedia? I, have, yeah, I yeah. gave three dollars. They, do, they do the pledge. I gave three dollars too. And they you know what? And you know what? I had a I had a um a Facebook memory a couple of days ago where I was like, you know what man? Face Wikipedia is basically the source of like the most the wacky knowledge that I have mm-hmm. in my brain, dude, and like everything on this podcast. When I'm like, I'm googling it, I go to Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. and anyway, so it had that it had that thing yeah. that came up, and I gave. But it's the same thing. It's like if everyone gave just a little bit, it's like we're not looking for a lot of money from 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 a couple people. We're yeah. looking for a little bit of money from a lot of people. Um, Sanders. And the other thing is that we're on the iTunes Store. Of course, we're on Google Play and and SoundCloud and all that stuff too. Uh, but on the iTunes Store to keep us on the charts, it'd mean a buttload if you went on over there on your laptop and you left us a rating and a review of the podcast. Um, that's pretty much it. We fucking love all of you for listening. And if uh, you bought your dad a gift. Uh, I'll take the Canadian tire money that you get as your change. You're going to send it personally to me. That's all for today. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.